Welcome to the Activating Consciousness podcast platform. This platform is an amalgamation of a number of platforms from HexoChange, including Activating Consciousness, the Right Here, Right Now live show, the Inside Out show, and also the repurposing of a number of blogs, vlogs, poems, and other forms of media that all combine together are here to offer you the opportunity to raise the level of consciousness in yourself, in those around you, and in society at large. We believe at HexoChange that we are on the cusp of an exponential shift in human consciousness, unleashing the potential that we have never imagined possible. We hope to go on that journey with you together, and feel free to subscribe at hexochangenow.com. One word for regular updates. See you around. Hi there. Welcome to the Right Here, Right Now live show. This show has one simple question. What's on your heart and mind right here, right now in this moment? We explore the depths and breadths of our humanity through that one simple question over the course of 30 to 45 minutes. I hope that you'll join us. I hope you'll enjoy the exploration. And this tune was created for me personally by the incredible Peter Griffiths, one half of the amazing Mind Takeaway. Do let us know what you think. Let us know what you take away. And of course, we always welcome challenges too. Hope to see you on the exploration. Wow, wow, wow. Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. If you're watching us live, thanks for joining Deborah and I. If you're watching this back, thank you for joining us. As we're just having a quick chat, Deborah, before we went live today, like, thank you so much for coming back. I can't believe it's been a couple of years already. I know. <laughs> I, know. I know you had just started your show then. It was, ex it's very exciting to come back. Oh, thank you so much. Well, look, as we get going today, I'd love it if you wouldn't mind just sharing just a brief introduction as to who Deborah is and the work that you're doing. And then I'll ask you that one magical question that we'll go exploring through today. Okay, great. And Gary, thanks again. I think your work is so important. And uh, we have to help each other, um, you know, find our path in the world. We really do. We have to be there for each other. And that, I really appreciate that, that you're doing that, helping people find their way. So thank you. Thank and you. my name is Deborah Rue, and I am the CEO and founder of Rue Global Impact. And Rue Global Impact is a strategy think tank um, social enterprise um, company that um, we have, the majority of our employees have lived experience with disabilities, um, over 90%. We work with the largest corporations in the world and agencies and UN agencies, just helping make sure that people with disabilities are meaningfully included as employees, as customers, and that your brand is talking about inclusion in a, in a more power, empowering way. So we do it from employee customers with disabilities and a brand perspective as well. And then I just created Billion Strong. It is a global nonprofit I'm creating with the whole Rue Global Impact team. And we are, it is a global nonprofit focused on identity. Because Gary, there's a lot of efforts being made with identity right now. I mean, even on your show right now, you have in your subject line, Gary Turner, he, him. And I have Deborah Rue, uh, she, her, hers in my line as it goes, did the rest of it. Um, and 
why? Why are we talking about our identities? Well, I believe, I know the reason why I'm doing it, and I would guess this is the reason why you're doing it as well, is I want to support these efforts. I want to show the people that are making the efforts to really look at their identities. I want to show them that I, I support the work. So at a time when we're looking at identity across the board, we wanted to create billion strong because there's 1.3 billion people with disabilities in the world and we're not broken. We're not broken. We're just people. So bringing together the community with pride and not just people with disabilities, but all other human beings as well, because we're all in this together. And so really focusing on identity and the CEO of the company is a gentleman that has lived experience with disabilities. Um, he is a wheelchair user. He, uh, he gets caregiving support around, you know, uh, during the day um, and in the evening. Um, he's also an African-American man. So he's a man that is black and he grew up in the Southern part of the United States, which is traditionally, uh, I grew up there too. It's traditionally a lot more prejudiced and racist, just saying. <laughs> so, um, and then uh, also I am the mother of a 34-year-old daughter with Down syndrome. I also have a 33-year-old son and my husband of almost 40 years, we just had our 39th year anniversary, has aged into very serious dementia and epilepsy. And it happened because he had was hit by a car when he was 11 years old as a child. So, he survived it, but unfortunately, dementia came for him, you know, um, in his early 60s. And so we're walking. This is, these things are very real to me, obviously. Um, no. And then I'm a market influencer as well. I uh, talk about these topics all over the world. So thank you, Gary. And then I'm like, when does uh, Deborah get to sleep? <laughs> I know. I need more sleep. I need more sleep these days. <laughs> oh, pleasure. Th thanks for the introduction. I think it's, you know, it almost feels for me rude to ask you the one question because you've got so many things going on, but I'm going to do it anyway in the spirit of the show. Is actually, so is there anything in particular with all of this amazing stuff you're doing that is on your heart or mind right here, right now in this moment, Deborah? Yes, and I would say billion strong. And the reason why is because once again, to decide that 1.3 billion people are broken is ridiculous to decide a society that uh, I, I know a friend of mine who's blind and his co-worker said to him on a business trip a few years ago, man, I'd rather be dead than be blind. Well, how is your co-worker supposed to respond to that? Because, you know, our eyes are precious and our sight is precious, but some of us don't see as well. Some of us don't see at all. Some of us only see shapes and, you know, some of us don't hear as well. It doesn't mean we're less than human beings. So I would say I've had this on my heart for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, I, I always, always was somebody that um, I would fight for the underdog. I, I would not always, which I think is a problem, but, um, and I think women are bad about this, but I wouldn't always defend myself, but you go after somebody else that I think is disenfranchised and I, yeah, I'm going to be in your face I, because I don't like that. I don't like mm -hmm. that we are bullies and mean to each other. But at the same time, you have to talk to society and people in a way that they'll actually hear. Mm -hmm. uh, and that I think is very interesting. And so I, um, I just continued to believe everything that I've done. And we were talking about synchronicities when we 
got on today and and yeah. how we met and how much I love your work and your coaching and and your guidance that you're giving around the world. But I think that what's just happened is my entire life and the accumulation of my work has come together to say, no, Billion Strong is something that will we talk about changing the world, Gary, and I think it's cheeky to say, oh, I'm going to change the world. But I really do believe that Billion Strong could save the, could change the world and make it a lot better for a lot of people. And you you had mentioned, I loved what you said right before we went on air, and I was hoping you'll say it here. I will share it. Yeah, yeah. Yes, because what you said is another reason why we need Billion Strong. So I, Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> and absolutely, let me share that. So for anybody that's followed the show before or someone that knows me well enough, you'll know that I'm very passionate about diversity, equity, inclusion. It's a topic in pre the tragic murder of George Floyd I was involved with. I was talking to Deborah about it before that tragic event. But there is something, and I'm guilty of it, and I'm putting my hands up, is that for some reason, disability inclusion is the area of DEI that I hear the least about in on the airwaves. And it's the area of in this a bit, um, DEI that I amplify the least for some reason. Well, I think, and I, so. yeah, I think it's a, re and it's so true, Gary. That's so true. And I, yeah, a couple of years ago, I was at a, uh, I really like Society of Human Resource Management in the States. It's um, nicknamed a uh, SHRM. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, you know, it, it is a, an organization that helps human resource professionals. Um, and so I, I remember I they have done a lot of work, you know, with DNI. And um, so I'd gone to a conference. This is like maybe, oh, gosh, time is so weird to me that right now, but maybe six or seven years ago. And what, what the instructors were doing is they were saying, tell us everything that belongs in DE&I. And so they were making lists. And so I just sat there and watched and I was just curious how long it was going to take mm -hmm. for my community to be included. Um, and by the way, Gary, I don't look like I'm a person with disabilities. Now I do have like so many others, I'm neurodiverse. So I have ADHD, um, which ADHD in a lot of ways is my, you know, it allows me to do all these ridiculous things, but um, it's my superpower, but it also can cause problems with sleep, depression, anxiety. Um, I don't like to sit down. So it's a hassle when I have to be on a long plane ride anyway. So, but whatever, it just means I'm a human navigating my life. And so I just think more than ever before, we need to really understand how we're not being included in these conversations. And I will tell you back to that story, they got to about 18 different things and they were about to wind it up. And they're like, okay, any more suggestions? And I put up my hand and I said, disabilities. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, it, it sort of hurt my heart a little bit because why do we decide that people are not value because whatever? Because mm -hmm. you're the wrong color skin, Gary, because you're the wrong sex and gender, because you love the wrong person. I'm sorry, why is love bad? Uh, yeah. So anyway. I appreciate the, the conversation. No, it, 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 it's so fascinating because I, on the one side, it's so obvious, isn't it? Like, like we're all, we're all complex. We're all intersection. We've got so many different strands to, you know, being a carer or, you know, being a traveler or being a stay at home. Like, there's so much of it, but we just haven't created the conditions 
in the workplace to allow us to bring all of that. So there's a lot of well-meaning, bring your whole self, show up as a whole human being. But like, I'm not sure really people are ready for that. I want them to yeah. be, but yeah. if, I, if I come and drop my 18 different, <laughs> you know, sort of the kaleidoscope, let me use that. If I bring the kaleidoscope of Gary mm -hmm. to the organization, I can assure you right now, Deborah, when I bring more than the day job that I'm paid to do, everyone starts getting a little bit stressed. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. And I also, um, there are some companies that um, there's very few of them, but there's a few that are actually really looking for these diverse individuals. Now, there's many companies that say that they are, but I'm just saying based on, you know, the reality of whether or not you're doing it. And what we're seeing is a lot of some of the companies that are being talked about in our space, they they will hire people with disabilities, but then they just sort of leave them in whatever position they got into. So and they should just be glad that they got hired. So we don't see if you are included, we don't see you being, you know, um, professionally developed like other people people and things. So uh, there's a lot to rethink and redo. But also, Gary, I think you bring up a really good point. If I bring my 18 identities to work, I'm going to overwhelm everyone, right? But at the same time, as society, we're really digging into what does it mean? Are you, by the way, are you broken, Gary? Because you're a white male. Because white males, you know, they ruined the earth for us. Remember the white males have, and I'm just using an example because I'm married mm -hmm. to a white male and I have a son that's a white male. That's actually very, very driven to make um, the world a better place. So, uh, and I know you're a good man making a difference. And so we, we take identity and we use it to hurt each other now. Mm -hmm. And so um, and I also will say, and maybe this sounds bad, but I think I've just walked so much for so long that I'm a little less patient, but I am not, I don't feel sorry for the big corporations. Don't, don't feel sorry for you. We've been telling y'all to do this. We've been telling you, we've been telling you how we've been telling you forever. And then COVID-19 happened. Everybody had to rush home to stay safe. Oh, now you know what we're talking about, why your systems have to be accessible, why you have to have diverse employees, because diverse employees think differently. And we have some really huge problems to solve. And if we all think the same way, and we all have the exact same background. We're pulling <laughs> from all the same data. We need different data so that we can fix the problems. Sorry, I don't want to nag. Uh, you, you, you're not nagging. It's what I call passion, to be honest with you, Deborah. And, and it's it's so important because if I weave together all these different strands, you've got the diversity and inclusion, you've got disability inclusion, you've got COVID. Like if I was going to sort of distill everything we've shared in these first 14 minutes, it really is how do we create the space to see and experience one another as a human being? And, and and allow people to be whoever they want to be. I mean, I, for the viewer, you know, the people that can see, I have purple hair. Well, that's ridiculous. How can you have purple hair? Well, why not? Why can't I have purple hair? I, I'm gray. I'm very gray. And I ran into a woman a couple of years ago before the pandemic. And she said, um, oh, you're channeling your 13 year old. And I know she, I knew she was insulting me. She's my friend, but I still knew she was taking a hit at me. And I said, yes, I am. I said, my husband has dementia and it is such a hard path that if I need to channel my 13 year old and have purple hair to get through it, 
you should applaud my purple hair. And when I told her that she, as you can imagine, was like, oh yeah, yeah, I know I need to, because why do we go right out of the gate and start trying to hurt each other? Oh, you're channeling your 13 year old. We do it all day long to people, just little ways that we try to hurt each other. And I don't think we can do that anymore. And I know that's all your work's all about that, you know, really, truly making a difference. And thank goodness, Gary, it is. I, I, you know, we need more Gary Turners in the world trying to help. We've all got to oh, help. help. Likewise. I know it's, it's so, the thing, the thing that I'm really perplexed by is that we have got the answers, haven't we? Yes, we do. W yes, within we every do. single one of us. Yes, we do. And it's, and it's normally the people that are actually already being paid, right? You already a lot of these big corporations are already investing by mm -hmm. paying a salary oh, into yeah. these people. But how often do they actually hear them, right? Or get their ideas, or ask them how they perceive things from these yeah, different they're, backgrounds? They're afraid you know? to. Yeah, you're right, Gary, and they're afraid to, and they. They're actually afraid to ask what they think and what they feel. And it's because what if they ask for something they that's too hard? And I think that's a lot of reasons why people with disabilities are not included, because what if they ask you for something you don't know how to do? What if what if they ask you for sign language interpreters for their interview? What if just also saying that person that's asking for sign language interpreters to be interviewed is one of the best employees that you ever hired in your company. The most innovative, the most talented. Stop deciding that people are broken because it's ridiculous. People, I remember in the United States and, and the world looked at us stunned as um, we had uh, the oil spill in our Gulf and mm -hmm. it was gushing out and, and I, and, I, it was so horrifying to see. And I remember weeks of it. And I thought, please, can we go find some people with autism to look at this problem? Because mm. with autism, look at the world differently. And by the way, many, many of our greatest scientists and CEOs and doctors have autism. They're on the spectrum, you know. And so we have to, you know, are we, are, are we as society sad that we had Stephen Hawkins? Oh my God, he was brilliant. He was amazing. Such a good example. Yeah, it's, and there are so many more examples like that. Gary, let's stop. So, so what? So, what are the? I'm going to try and get super practical. When you're trying to support, you know, as a consultant, as a as a think tank leader in this space, what are some of the biggest challenges you come up against in terms of trying to invite people into this dialogue, Deborah? Yeah, and I will say that that's a that's a, first of all a great question, and it's also interesting that that question has shifted through the years. Okay. Um, and I think part of the reason why it shifted is because in my community, I, I'm I'm blessed to be a leader in my community, disability community. There's many other amazing leaders, but I'm blessed to be, and I'm blessed with a large following and a large voice a LinkedIn creator, blah, blah, blah. Why are you saying all that, Deborah? Well, because the reality is now when people are talking to me, say corporations, employers, brands, they're not going to say things to me that they might have said in the back when I wasn't as influential. Now I have the reputation of being, you know, very positive, optimistic, you know, um, I don't have the reputation of attacking people using my mm -hmm. social media. But I think that, you know, the, to be honest, it's all about the fear of the unknown, every bit of it. Mm 
It's like, well, if I hire you with your disabilities, is it going to cost me a lot more money? Are you going to get along with the peers? Are they going to understand? Say that you're in the States. Are you going to sue me? Are you? So there are all these unknown fears out there. But the reality, as you said, Gary, we do know how to solve all of the problems. We have all of the data. But you have to have the will to want to solve it. You have to make sure, for example, that your website is fully accessible, that your apps are accessible. How do you do that? Well, there's tons of vendors. There's tons of free resources out there. You know, if you're going to hire somebody to build a website, make sure you include it in the procurement. So there are a lot of ways to do it, but people have to have the will. Society has to have the will. And you know what often happens, scary when people get the will? And I'll tell you, I'm one of those people. So I knew I wanted to make a difference in the world. My mom, my mom struggled with mental health problems her whole life. Uh, there was a lot of emotional turmoil when I was growing up. It was, it was intense as a child for me. But at the same time, with all these intensities, that's when you learn a lot. You become a mm -hmm. really seasoned human being if you can use these things to grow. And so, but I never was thinking about people with disabilities until I gave birth to my daughter, Sarah. And I remember as I, I, had, I had delivered her um, and I was in a lot of pain, you know, as because women are in pain and a, a quiet little thought just floated through my head. And the little thought was, wow, she looks like a little baby with Down syndrome. And it was such a weird <laughs> thought because... I've never met a, a baby with Down syndrome. I don't know what babies with Down syndrome look like. I will tell you now, the, ba the babies with Down syndrome are the cutest babies in the world. Oh, wow, they're cute babies. But I just had no experience. And so that's when I, I when I, and by the way, we were not told Sarah actually had Down syndrome for four months, which is very wow. unusual. And when they told us, I remember that little thought that, floated through my head, which I believe was the universe speaking to me. But anyway, um, but I didn't know I knew anybody with down. I didn't think I knew anybody with disabilities, Gary. But what's so ridiculous about that is my grandfather lost both of his legs to diabetes. So he was a person with disability, but I didn't think of him as a person with disability. He was my grandfather. He was my papa. You know what I mean? Uh, so like, oh, oh. So I, I think a lot of people, you know, don't think of people with disabilities as being different. They just, you know, but there's enough of society that has um, set up laws and barriers to our community. For example, just speaking, this is not just a United States problem, but um, an example is if you make more than a certain amount of money in the United States, there's other countries too, and you have severe disabilities and you need help with caregiving and, um, you know, things like that, um, your, your um, services will be taken away from you. your caregivers and everything else will be taken away from you if you make too much money. So the system is set up to keep people with disabilities all over the world in below poverty. So as we're rethinking everything, mm -hmm. let's rethink what it means to be human and what it means to really be included. I, I just think it's such a beautiful thing you share. Thanks for that, that that clarity, because I see it again, whether you're looking at disability inclusion, whether you're looking at trying to just get a, an idea heard, whether you're looking to, you know, expand. Like it, it can be anything to do with our human condition, right? What I've seen time and time again 
it is that inability to take the next step without knowing for sure what it looks like. Yes, yes, and yes. It's fascinating. You just grew up. It's you're going to screw up. But it's fascinating, isn't it? Because what have we had the last eighteen months if it hasn't been the perfect example of having to do exactly that? So where I'm going with this little bit of a thought sort of bubble, Deborah, is now corporations, leaders, individuals. Now is the time, and I'm challenging me again as I did before we we stepped on. Now is a brilliant time to learn more about disability inclusion because nobody's got any bloody idea what they're doing. No one knows what's coming next. So why not just slot in understanding and trying to learn a bit more about disability inclusion right now in the unknown mix of everything else? Oh, I agree. And and just think what it could mean to us if we could really bring our true selves, if we could bring everything. So right now, Gary, you work full time in chemical um, business uh, in the industry. Mm-hmm. But it, and I know that you are bringing your thought leadership during the day to your work. But just think if we were all being more deliberate about that, bringing our messages of hope and love and, and understanding and identity and, and inclusion, because we really are in this together. And I know that some people, you know, you, you know, you see people spending a lot of money wanting to go to Mars. And I look at those men with all that money and I think, what could we, could we, just take some of that money and help the children that are starving. I mean, we have, we today can feed every single person on the planet. We have all the food we need to feed every single person on the planet, but we don't have the will to do it. We don't. Because if we really, and I think I'm hoping that the people are really going to finally come together in ways that we can change society. I We don't need one leader telling the rest of the world or the countries what to do. I, I'm just tired of all of it. So as we're breaking it down, yeah. just rethink. And also, if you don't care about people with disabilities because you've never met them or blah, blah, what we always see happening, Gary, is exactly what happened with me. You don't even realize you're being exposed to people with disabilities your whole life. And And that's okay because maybe you're not treating them differently, but we do have to care that people with disabilities, especially more severe disabilities, um, are in the United States have a 74% unemployment rate. Mm -hmm. We should care that people with disabilities, just because they have a disability, are under grossly underemployed and not included. Because if you don't care about that, Gary, what happens when you become that person? Because one thing I can guarantee you is if you live longer, you will experience disabilities. It's not a threat. It's just part of being in these beautiful biological bodies that we're in. Yeah. Wow. Well, there's so much. This is the moment where I go, I wish I had you for another hour and a half, Deborah. Uh, no, but on, honestly, it's so important because what you do so beautifully is weave together the, the deep social passion and belief in humanity that you have with a really practical look you're, you're going to really mess up your business in the next five years if you don't get hold of this you really you're, you're, you're really not going to have the talent you're not you know you look at the great resignation right now i know i was that's, just going to say the great it, resignation what do you think is happening <laughs> exactly like and, and that's not just able-bodied people right no it's not <laughs> oh no it's not and they are yeah and you want to be these big corporations want to be employers of choice well, a lot of people feel that the big corporations are hurting the earth and the planet and humans and all the inhabitants, and they don't want to work for you anymore because they don't perceive you're a good, you're not a good brand. So 
believe me, the corporations see what's happening and they're flipping out, but they should. And the reality is they have the keys to everything they need right now if they would bother to listen to the people they already have on their teams. So it's happening. And I love how you said it. You got five years at the most, but yeah, this is not going away. This is not going to, yeah, we're not going back. Thank God. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go back there. You know, my daughter is a freak there. You know, she's Down syndrome. Um, uh, Steve Dawkins said, or um, I, I think I just said his name wrong. The famous atheist said, um, I, I'm typing in the background to supplement my energy, my uh, menu. But anyway, he said, um, if you find that you have a fetus with Down syndrome, abort it and try again. Yeah. I did not like that tweet. And I, yeah, I got on there and I had, was posting pictures of my daughter. My daughter's life matters. And, it, and we keep messing with things and saying, oh, let's eradicate Down syndrome. We don't know what we're doing. We don't even know what it truly means to be human right now. Let's not be messing with stuff we don't, we're, we're not qualified enough. We're not mature enough to mess with. So, um, yeah, be, 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 beautiful. And I, you know what's come up for me as well, Deborah, as we start to sort of weave this beautiful discussion together is this you spoke about will. A few times, okay, and I'm now thinking about that word, willpower. So I'm now thinking, hang on a second, corporate leaders, you've got the power to enact this right now, like now, but do you have the will? So I'm really taking that away from this conversation around that word, those two components of willpower. Are you going to use your, your power and then find the will to use it to good effect? And I'm really taking that away from this conversation, Deborah. That's it's really... I love that. Yeah, it's so because I, I know many people, my own industry in particular, you know, if I'm brutally honest with you, we're printing money, right? Because of the mm -hmm. COVID, like the, the industries that are that are extractive or have materials that are scarce, yep. they have got so much money, more they had than before COVID. Yet where's that being spent? Is it just going into people's bank accounts or are they using mm -hmm. it to try and accelerate inclusion, for example? Right. I think, unfortunately, I know the answer at the moment. Uh, right. So far, but, but again, where is your will to use that power for social good? Right. That's, that's right. the question I have today. Yeah. And are we just do-gooders? Why are we here? Why do you think we're here if we're not supposed to help each other? I, I just don't understand it. And we are on a living planet. Our planet is alive. If you haven't noticed, go outside wherever you are, if you can see, and look at the clouds, you know, because it's alive. So I don't know. It's an exciting time if, if you're not terrified and horrified and sometimes just want to pull the covers over your head. I, I mean, it, it's, it's certainly a meaningful time, but it is hard. That's beautiful. But I love that. But I, please look at the bottom again. You've seen it going across billions-strong.org. This is the movement that Deborah founded several months ago. You're all welcome. If you don't mind maybe putting that invitation out again, it's not just for those that are living with disabilities today. That's right. It's all, we want every single person in the world to join us because the reality is we all have something here. We, we need to make sure that humans are better understood and that we're included because the, a lot of us are now my age and older. I'm a baby boomer and the, um, we're an aging society and the workforce is shrinking. The workforce is narrowing. And so the people that can work, a lot of burden is going to be put on them and it's going to continue to be put on them. And so 
we have to care about these things. We have to. So thank you. Yeah, no, thank, thank, thank you so much. And I think another thing that pops up as you share that powerful statement is, as there's less people supporting more people that are aging. Correct. We, we need that, with all due respect, we need that one in seven that are living with disability to be in the workforce. I know. I know. And they want to work. So it's like people want to work. If they want to work, you can teach them anything. I always like that about Southwest Airlines slogan. It, we hire for attitude. Everything else can be trained. And I agree. Yeah. If you have a good attitude, you want to make a difference, I can teach you anything. But if you don't, yeah, that's why we're having the great resignation. It's exciting yeah, and, I'm, terrifying. I'm, I'm, and terrifying in a whole lot of other words. <laughs> I'm with you, but please keep this amazing energy and spirit alive, Deborah. You know, I'm a big supporter of yours, and I invite anybody watching us live or watching this back, please do sign up to Billion Strong. Please do check out Deborah's work at rueglobaloneword.com. And just please keep being awesome, Deborah. I'm, I'm really grateful to know you. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Gary. Thank you for your work. All the best, everybody. Have a great. Thank you so much for joining us in that recent exploration. We hope you gained some value and we'd love to learn from you what you took away, what maybe challenged you, what new ideas that you have. Please do share this on your social media platforms if you feel moved. And you can find out more about HexoChange at hexochangenow.com where you can subscribe for the weekly or bi-weekly updates where I'll update you with regard to in-person events, blogs, vlogs, service offerings, and other thoughts and ideas that come to mind. Hope to see you around.